All right, it is Friday, and we have another loaded show for you guys. We've got NXT New Year's Evil to talk about. SmackDown, Daniel Bryan pushing to bring more NXT talent to SmackDown. Several WWE stars are rejecting some new contracts. Marty Scroll parts ways with Ring of Honor. Madden Reby expecting a fourth child. Sports Illustrated, top 10 wrestlers of 2020. We will get into that and lots more. I'm the man in the box. He's the smart. And we are your Dirt Sheep Dudes. After it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your bad asses all night long because you got some bad asses. The only one chance you have. You have no chance, if you had a chance, you need to run Nicky Split. You can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the years alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Army tomorrow night. I am not a What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love he, I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Luger and Super Brawl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're going to find out what hard is I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make make it make it a good good wishes. I hate God! Hit the dog! Today, woo, I've got the style and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR.
right. There you go. What is happening, everybody? It is Friday night, like I said. Dirt Sheet Dudes, thank you, everybody, joining us over here in the chat room. We definitely appreciate that. And I had to play some Elvis. This man would have been 86 years old today. Uh, so today would have been his 86th birthday. And I don't care what you say about the guy. I grew up in an Elvis household. There's nothing I can do about it. I apologize. <laughs> That's all I can do. That's it. That's what I can do. I can apologize and still enjoy my Elvis music, whatever. Yeah, hey, as long as you enjoy it. Sometimes, I'm shit, everybody needs to get to the point now where they can just enjoy what they can enjoy. And they don't need to worry about what other people are fucking doing and liking and how they're living. Yeah, I'm really not that worried about it, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Just like I said, well, just, just wanted to say that. Elvis would have been 86 today. Uh, like him or not. He still was the king of rock and roll back in those days. And that's it. Only thing I was going to say is, you know, you said he was going to be 86. And I was like, and his wife would have been 17. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, she would that not. Was the only gig I had. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, rumors he's still alive. If you have ever seen some pictures of my father, you might believe he is. Um. <laughs> Kicking it with Tupac. Um, but yeah, yeah, my dad looks a lot like Elvis, dresses like Elvis and all that stuff. It's, uh, like I said, I grew up in an Elvis family and, uh, just kind of the way it went, but that is neither here nor there. We have wrestling to talk about tonight. Lots of shit to get into, but of course, smart, the shit we always get into mm -hmm. are those lovely, lovely plugs that we love to do. <laughs> and I'm sure all of our friends love being described as shit. What? What? <laughs> you said the shit that we gotta get into Well, there's always shit to get into I know, I'm giving you a hard time we God damn it plugs. Don't bust my balls, I think I'm sitting on them <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, god damn it Inside joke Talked about that uh, before the show, sir uh, Anyway um, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and start out with the, ch uh, the, hot, the Cheese marks The high marks, cheese man, mojo, and gene whiz Great guys over there. They are over there. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two cheese in that mitt. Check them out Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. You're going to want to do that. And, of course, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. You're going to want to check out those guys right there. Subscribe to the Inhuman Experience podcast. You will not be disappointed. You even get the, uh, what is it, the old guy cast. Mm -hmm. You got to listen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need it. You need it. You need it in your life right now more than ever. I promise you. Find them on all the usual podcast platforms, Apple, Google, you know where to go. And, of course, Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. It can be found on the usual podcast platforms, Blog Talk Radio, and anywhere else you find your podcast. And, of course, Stephen Milan, I appreciate you sharing the show, buddy. And I know Smart does, too. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D dot com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in that last name, Milan. And he's over there reviewing films. And you want to check him out, you're welcome to leave us a review on iTunes, on Spreaker, on YouTube. Go ahead and comment on some stuff over there, and you can get us on the usual Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM. Go for it. Yes, sir. Well, if you are a cheese mark, be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man Mondays, 8.30 on the Middle Mid Podcast Network. Playoffs are in effect, so you're going to want to be tuning in this Monday to hear him talk about my Chicago Bears and their triumphant domination, I'm assuming, of the New Orleans Saints this Sunday. So check that out. And, of course, what you're going to want to be checking out is our friends at the Planet Record. 
That's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem. Thank you for checking us out, hanging out with us. We've got Yuck Nasty and we got Papa Dave Sincere. All 16 episodes are available in the archives for your leisure listening pleasure. Ah, uh, there you go. That is it. The plugs have finito. We are going to drop that music. We are going to pause and we will keep going now. We do. <coughs> Excuse me. Have some wrestling to get into. Um, I know we're going to talk about uh, New Year's Evil first, but Smart, you know, before that, let's just rewind back to Raw. <laughs> just a little bit. Rewind back to Raw. And one of my questions Monday, uh, Wednesday night was, where the fuck was Carlito? Mm-hmm. And according to PW Insider, let's, 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 let's just start with that. Carlito rejected WWE's offer for a Legends Night appearance because he was only offered a quick cameo. He says, I was told Carlito found out he was just getting a cameo and said, hey, but thanks. Uh, When you want me to come wrestle or do something, I'm happy to do it. I don't want to travel across the country just to do a two-minute cameo. So (laughs) He comes across looking like the smart one in this particular instance. Yeah, he comes across looking pretty pretty smart, pretty savvy, and uh, good idea if, you know, if that's the reason. God bless if you know if if they're getting paid the money and they need the money, want the money, what have you. But it seems like a lot of effort to fly, especially right now. All the stuff I imagine you have to go through to get on a plane oh. to get over there, and then just you know to get all the preparation, the makeup, or whatever you have to do to get on the show. Well, I'm not sure where he lives, but doesn't he live in Puerto Rico? That I believe is the case. Like his dad ran the promotion in Puerto Rico for a very long time. I don't know; they still might. Yeah, I, uh, uh, well, I'm sure. I mean, I know that's part of the U.S., but I believe it's just a United States territory, not a. So I don't know how it works. I just know it's probably a bitch to get over there uh, and back to here and back to there. I'm sure it is. So I don't know. But I did want to bring that up before we brought anything up, just not to get too far and then go, let's go all the way back to the raw. Um, mm-hmm. So there we go. We'll knock that out. And uh, we did that. And let's go ahead and get into NXT. It was New Year's Evil. It was hosted by Loomis. The small bit of hosting he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really only saw him a few times. Uh, he comes out, hits a switch. The arena lights up. Pretty cool looking. Yeah. Looked pretty cool. Are you outside, dude? No, why? I swear, your car's driving by. Or is that an alien coming down on top of you? I- <laughs> I actually kind of did just hear that too. I don't know. It must have been a really loud car. I mean, I can. I'll show you. Nah, but I, I, I believe you, man. You don't have to. You don't have to do all that. But all right. Again, go ahead. And get back in New Year's uh, Evil here. Um, I just. I thought. I just heard. <laughs> and then right after you said that, I, I, I stopped and paused for a second. I could hear it too. So I don't know. Must have been particularly loud because I'm a bit of ways away from the street. Wow. All right. No, maybe try to turn your mic volume down just a little bit, and then I can turn you up over here. That might help out the background noise just a little, um, if you can do that. Uh, yeah. So there we go. We get that. The arena lights up. Like I said, looking pretty cool. Now, the first match we get, which I think was a good idea to do, was uh, Damian Priest versus Karrion Cross. Um, I got to tell you, I can't wait for fans to actually be back in the arena. Uh, love to see the reaction to Cross's entrance since we've never been able to really see it. 
Oh yeah, that's going to play out really well, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, th- th- that really, you know, I mean, we had a little bit of time without him. He's back, and uh, this was actually his first real match. No, he had a match a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. So, but hey, man, great, great to see him back. This was a really, really good match, which they said would have no commercials, and they came through this time, Smart. Yes, well, there's always that weird kind of situation where they're like, there's not going to be any commercials or there's going to be like limited interruption and then they just do like a bunch of like pitcher and pitcher shit which they didn't even do there was nothing no commercials nothing it went straight through that's right um priest though man that motherfucker does some crazy shit for a tall dude oh yeah he moves great for a person his size i mean he's not like a chubby person but i mean that's still a lot of body to get up in the air somebody his height yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Cross came out with the win, which I believe, I think we all kind of figured that's the way it was going to go. He's coming back. He had the title. Never really lost the title. Had to kind of give it up. No, not not kind of. He had to give the title up. So mm-hmm. it was uh, definitely, and yeah, he did have on a Dexter-type attire, Sasha Baron Corbin is saying right there. Uh, pretty good shit, though. Pretty good shit right there for a good it's start. so rare. Well, not not for them, but like... It's it's so weird how we don't really see it on Raw, but like you can actually they do a good job of making it so that both got you know both guys came away looking good, you know like uh, Priest ended up losing, but he ended up you know he didn't look like a total fucking idiot. Like whoever ends up facing next, they're not going to you know he's going to look just as credible. I like how the little part at the end where it's like he kind of knew that he was just didn't have what it took for that night. And he was just kind of gets up and he's kind of wobbly and he just looks at him and just goes, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see crosses run at him. And that little, I don't know if he's done that a lot or if he does that often, but that little fucking blow that he gave him to the back of the head, that looked awesome. Yeah. It was kind of like the opposite of when, you know, Shawn Michaels looked at, at Ric Flair and said, I love you. And then super kicked him. Kind of the opposite <laughs> <laughs> of, of that. Uh, yeah. I did know a bitch and then ate the final blow. That's it, man. That's it. It was still a really, like I said, when you're going, AEW always kind of comes right out of the gate with a good a good start. They need to be doing the same thing, and I think this was probably the, the best way they could have done it. Um, I mean, the ratings were incredibly close this week when it came to AEW and um, um, NXT. NXT, what we're talking about. Duh. Uh, literally, I mean, really close. 60, 662 for uh, AEW, 641 for nxt so uh, really close but that's really not that good we kind of went down a couple hundred thousand viewers this week well i mean mean, we talked about it last show but with everything that had gone on that night it was going to be a bit of a crapshoot anyway because i mean news was all the news shows were going to prevail and they did ultimately yes they did they did they did and the other i get it but Still, you figure people would want to actually watch wrestling for a couple hours to get their mind off of what was going on Wednesday. Um, sure. And we comment, I, I commented on that Wednesday. I'm not going to get into it again. Um, right. I think I condemned the act pretty well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, very close in the ratings, which, once again, just tells you that even the gimmick shows, it doesn't really, it's a bump, it's a help. For NXT, but both these numbers are pretty bad. But I will agree with you. The news shows were probably just fucking bombarded with people those nights. All the news shows. 
every station. So, yeah. Yeah, that's probably part of it. But, uh, all right. But uh, they did have a little thing. We find out that Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic starts next week, Mark. That's right. That's right. And I'll go ahead and say it since we're talking about this. We also found out later in the show there's going to be a women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Nothing Indeed, on that. there is. Yes. <laughs> the awkward silence just told me everything there, Smark. <laughs> yeah, things got a little choppy there for a second, but I think we're back to where we need to be. Yeah, yeah. So we did find out that right there, um, and that's going to start next week. So we will definitely uh, be keeping up with that. Love me some tag team wrestling, so it's going to be nice to see. Actually- I actually have the field here if you want to go through that real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that on there. Go ahead. Yeah, I sent you that. They announced it. Uh, I think that's all of them. There may be more, but this is what they have on the old WWE.com. The 2021 Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Participants got August Gray and Kurt Stallion. The, they pulled out from wherever hole that they had been hiding in the Bollywood boys are going to be back. Oh, nice. I like those guys, actually. I know, but they had fallen off the face of the earth after they like stopped. You know, gender disappeared, then they disappeared. And yeah, there I, you those, go. Those guys are funny and talented. I like them. I like them. All right. So we got the Bollywood boys. We got Bree Zango, of course. They announced that. Drake Maverick, Killian Dane, Ever Arise, Grizzled Young Veterans, Imperium, Jake Atlas, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. That's an interesting pairing. Mm. Koshida and Leon Ruff, mm-hmm. Lagata Del Fantasma, which is going to be wild in Mendoza. And then you got the Undisputed Era of Cole and Strong, The Way of Gargano, and Austin Theory. Can you not say Joaquin Wild? I could say Joaquin Wild. Right. <laughs> I could say Raul Mendoza as well. Ooh. I just went with last names. Raul. <laughs> right. All right, there you go. You know, this uh, looking pretty good here. I got to tell you, um, minus a couple of uh, a couple that I don't personally care for. Um, Brazongo, never rise. But <laughs> I mean, you got you got you know. Maverick and Dane, you got the Grizzled Young Veterans, I'm a fan, Imperium, I'm a fan, uh, Atlas and Isaiah Swerve, you said that was definitely, that is an interesting pair, being as they've been sort of uh, kind of going at each other the past couple months, um, Kushida and Ruff is going to be good, mm-hmm. that's going to be a, that's going to be a good one, I, I just, I'm going to, I like watching Kushida, uh, we'll get into him, but uh, some good shit going on here, man, I'm, uh, I'm going to be interested in watching this, so. There we go. Those are the participants in that, and we will uh, knock that off our list to talk about and keep going with NXT. See how this is working? It's going smooth. Oh, yeah. Speaking of smooth, Grand Metalik with Lince Dorado takes on Santos Escobar. He is down there with Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Um, uh, This is for the Cruiserweight uh, Championship. Man... Great match, but that when Metalik went for that Hurricane Arana to the apron and Santos damn near dropped him, I got fucking scared for a minute there, man. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. There there are some definitely some moments in there. But I mean anytime you have, you know, those kind of high flying matches like that, there's going to be moments where there's about only an inch or two away from something really bad happening. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're right. You're right. And and he did get out of it pretty well when they did it. I will say that fucking like that little bridge bridging uh, Mexican surfboard that he did mm-hmm. was fucking impressive. I don't know if he did that a lot in Lucha Underground. I don't remember seeing it, but right, that was some badass shit. Yeah, it was. It really was. But yeah, I, I thought they got out of that botch pretty well. Um, but neither one of them got hurt, which I guess that's as good as you can ask for to get out of it. Um, but it it was scary for a second there because I thought Santos was going to drop him. Metalik for a minute looked like you could see in his eyes. He's like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that yeah. It can go bad. It can go south very quickly with stuff like that. I was watching that, though, and it was really making me kind of question Vince's thought process. Not that that's not something I always do, but I was watching it and like you forget because they have him doing like dumb comedy skits or just losing all the time or not even using them. They can fucking go. Like, Metal Metal Week can fucking go. That was impressive. I was like, I didn't know that he could do half that shit. And he's, they've been there for a long time. He's been there for a couple years. Yeah, and Lince Dorado can fucking go too, man. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much all the guys that were down there in that ring can fucking get it done. I don't know why they don't like using the, you know, Lucha Brothers on the, you know, on Raw or whatever. But shit, if they go back to NXT, I don't think that's a problem. I actually think it's a good thing for them. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. They don't like using the Lucha Brothers on NXT because they're an AEW. Oh, Lucha but... House Party. Sorry. Lucha, Lucha House Party. I apologize. Yeah, Lucha House Party. Thank you, sir. I just had to give you a hard time. Because if I don't, somebody else will. So Thank there you. you have it. I'm fucking with you. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they could do something with them better than having them fucking playing musical chairs with our truth I mean, you're paying the guys anyway. Yeah, and let's face it. At this point... All the shows are on television, so you're getting TV time no matter what show you're on at this point. Really. Really, it does. Yes, Raw gets the, well, Raw or SmackDown usually gets the most viewers, but you're still on television no matter what it is at this point. But uh, definitely was a good fucking match. Um, Santos retained here. Um, Really liking that group, so it'll be interesting to see what the, what, uh, the other two guys do in uh, the tag team tournament. Then we get the Mercedes Martinez vignettes, Mark. I guess it was mm-hmm. a vignette. Really looking forward to seeing her back in the ring. And I'm really looking at what they've done with Retribution. I have to say, whatever her, re- however she got out of that, she's probably watching that and going, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thank yes. God. The fact that they didn't name her like fucking Annihilation or some shit. I mean, that alone is probably good enough for her. But yeah, we talked about that before. She dodged a real bullet there. Yeah, most definitely did, man. And I'm 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 happy for her. They got her coming back as a badass, which I think is going to be a good run for her. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now, after weeks of weirdness, Mark. Mm-hmm. We get the Xylee and Boa thing. They come yes. out. They come out. There's some, for lack of a better term, Shredder-looking guy on a throne mm-hmm. as Xylee comes out with Boa. Does a little martial arts thing with those little double-headed spears. And, man, she looks jacked as fuck. She 
she she does. She's like compact, but she's fucking like ripped. Yes, very much. And she's taking on Katrina Cortez. Now, I don't know about you, but after all those vignettes that we were thinking or watching, um, I thought this would have been like a one or two move squash match. I know it was a short match, but in my opinion, it wasn't short enough. Zaya should have come in one, two moves done. That match should have been over in less than 15 seconds. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. I mean, I guess they gave her a little bit more time to kind of show off her repertoire, as it were. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. Would just having her just run right through her because it's obvious it wasn't like she was going to, you know, be compromised to lose anyway. Yeah, I just thought it was better to I just think that would have been better. I mean, not like this is going to hurt Zaya Lee. It's just I think her coming out and just washing the shit out of this girl would have been the way to go. You've got this girl who's been like training for this shit. Right. This should be like fucking Frank Dukes in Bloodsport. Boom. Done. Break the record. Sure. Well, I, 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 could, I could definitely agree with that. I wouldn't have a problem with it if they did that. I guess maybe they were just trying to get over everything that had been going on with her if you hadn't been tuning in. Shitty ass fucking movie. Fucking Frank Dukes' whole career in question. Don't piss me off right now. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I brought it up. No, it was me. I know Weaves. <laughs> we, we, Weaves <laughs> is going to say something. The first blood sport? Yeah. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. We. Uh, I know. There's a lot. I have a lot to learn. No, to man. You see, I really liked. I loved that movie, and I have watched it since. I'm not gonna lie. Me and Anthony did that movie. We on the Hollywood Hangout. Mm-hmm. And Shout out to him. Uh, thank you, sir. And the more I started digging into it, trying to get you know, did doing research, trying to get information on the movie. I kept stumbling upon how much the real Frank Duke's career, like his whole Kumite career is in question. People like doing that shit, though, because like when they had that movie, it was I think it was like last year or the year before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There was a whole big thing of, well, was Bruce Lee really a bad at like, yes, yes. And shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We, we, We talked about that scene when we did kind of a. A Hollywood news thing once, and uh, I gave my opinions on that. You can, you know, shoutengine.com slash Hollywood hangout if you want to check that out. Um, but it, the more I started digging, I was just so upset, and I'm like, oh my God. And you know, it, it's not that it's, no, it is in question because half of it can't be proven. Everyone needs proof now, Smart. I would like some proof on some of this. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about Bloodsport. You guys can check that out on the Hollywood Hangout. But yeah, you should uh, you should check that out. Good movie. Good movie. I've seen it since. I just have to take my anger out of it. Because um, <laughs> it says it's a true story, but it's not a true story. Well, does it, does it say it's a true story? Does it say it's based on a true story? It says it is a true story, sir. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it. I was asking. I wasn't even trying to correct you. I was just making sure. It was uh, it was one of those early Van Damme movies. Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. I see. Yeah, so check it out when you get a, get a minute. Uh, it's probably on one of the, probably on Netflix more than likely. Yeah, it has to be, I would think, right? Otherwise, I could, uh, I could send you the movie if we need to. 
<clears throat> you know what sure, I mean? Yeah, you'd mail me your copy. Uh, have right. you seen a lot of people are like going off about it, like in a good way, but have you seen the Cobra Kai series? It's on Netflix. I have not. It is on my Netflix to watch. I have got to binge watch it. And I'm thinking of doing, I was going to do it last weekend, but there was alcohol. Um, <laughs> there always this week, this weekend, not as much. So we'll see. We'll see. I definitely want to watch that shit, though, because I liked all the Karate Kid movies, even the like all of them. Even the one with the girl. Uh, was that who was that? Uh, Swank? Was that Hillary Swank? I think it was. I think it might have been. I even like that one. So I definitely want to check those out. And um, I'm also one of the guys that believes Daniel was the real bully in the movies. Um, <laughs> seriously. Uh, anyway. I think we're done with the Zia Lee thing and done with Bloodsport. Uh, Regal comes on and tells us to watch. Timothy Thatcher is out of the match that was supposed to happen this week. He was supposed to have a match with um, Ciampa. Yes. Yeah, they're supposed to have that match, um, which is real disappointing. I mean, they're going to end up eventually having it. But when they had the first one of these matches, and I'm struggling to remember what the match is actually called. Um. Yeah, it'll eventually get there, I think. But he was, he was supposed to, he had the one with Riddle that happened in the same environment. Mm-hmm. That was really good, but we just didn't end up covering it because we were talking about other stuff on that show. But I think when you see it, you're going to be impressed by how good, like, the actual cage that they oh. use looks. Cause, oh, yeah, Fight Pit. Thank you, Sasha Baron Gorbin. That's the Fight Pit match. Like, the way that they built the cage is, like, it looks real cool. It looks like a modernized version of, like, the uh, Lion's Den match that they would, that they did back in the day. Oh, okay. I remember that. I remember that shit. (laughs) They had like a little cage and it was uh, Owen and Shamrock, I believe it was. So yeah, that'll be cool to see. Yeah, Yeah, that will be cool to see. Definitely see how they they get in the shit there. But uh, definitely want to see that. But yeah, Thatcher once again and Ciampa, I like those two pairing together. Not pairing together, but taking each other on. We will definitely get that match again. And uh, it will be a brutal son of a bitch to watch, and I'll be happy about it. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez in the last woman standing match. Smart. Um, <laughs> I will say before we get too deep into this, uh-huh. I don't know if it's Vince or if it's Triple H or if it's one of the cameramen, but somebody has a real fetish for Miss Gonzalez's back. Uh, well, that's her kind of her gimmick. Her, she's, <laughs> she's ripped. That's her thing. Oh, she she definitely is. But they had her hit that pose a couple of times throughout the night, and they had that fucking tight zoom in on that. Mm. I'm expecting like next week they're gonna have like Kenny G playing in the background when she does it. Oh, I could see Vince liking that. Look at the back on that, wide and big and strong. I could see that, mm-hmm. but I could also see Triple H saying the exact same words, just. Longer ending, exactly. longer, long, longer ending of the sentences. That's all. <laughs> would just, yeah, the sentence would take a lot longer to complete. Right. Look at that back. Uh, big, uh, strong. Uh, I'd like to eject her with my needle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What needle? Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, Triple H. Give her my juice. <laughs> You're married to my daughter, goddammit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. 
Uh, okay. Anyway, we'll keep digressing. Uh, I got to tell you, though, loved watching these two, man. These aren't just two little dainty, fragile women. They're just jacked. They got no problem laying shit in. And I'm not going to lie, uh, the handcuffs kind of got me a little hot. I was like, oh, handcuffs. <laughs> oh. Well, we are equal levels mature because I, I kind of snickered at that one too. <laughs> somebody on commentary is like, oh, she broke out the handcuffs. I was like, all right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was the same way. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, they did try to make... Gonzalez looked like the beast in this match. I think they succeeded, even though Rhea did look also have some beastly moments in this match. I think they were trying to make Gonzalez look like a beast. She, at one point, she when the handcuffs were on, she ripped the chain link fence. Um, then she ripped the handcuffs off. Uh, good shit, man. So, uh, just just in the first part of the match, um, sure. and then when they got backstage. Rhea gave us a suck it. Would you not? I I gotta tell you, I wouldn't mind seeing Rhea as like the, <laughs> as like the 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 leader of a DX type women's thing. That that that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be kind. Yeah, that'd be nice. At one point, though, the only thing that she she did in the match that I didn't like was like she put her Rhea put Gonzalez into the locker, uh. and then when she put her into the locker, she put her did the thing where she you put your thumb on your nose mm. and then you stick your tongue out like nana nana boo boo and i was like you just spent the last like 15 minutes beating the ever loving shit out of each other and like you got all this like leather and chains and fucking piercings and shit and you're doing like the four-year-old kid taunt like come on now i know it's kind of hot isn't it but, yeah uh, that, that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> no that was not my point how dare you um and, and she literally shoved Dakota Kai in a locker. Dakota Kai is like some sort of contortionist, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was a tiny little locker. But that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool to see that, too. Um, and then, you know, Rhea comes out and gets a chair shot by Gonzalez. Throws her Gonzalez. Rhea throws Gonzalez into the LED board. Um <laughs> Which the person operating that forgot that, or it's a little bit late on hitting the button. Yeah. Oh, it's po- po- oh, like po- it glitched out. Oh, you're supposed to glitch now. And my kid goes, that took a while to glitch. And I'm like, my fucking eight year old caught that. My eight year old caught that. It sure did. Because that was the funny part was like, there was a big delay on that. And then nobody did anything to fix it. Like nobody came out. You didn't see like Road Dog come out and just smack the thing a couple of times. That didn't happen. It just randomly just all of a sudden was all back together again. And then it would cut back out and look like a friggin', you know, a, a, a bad Mario board or something. It was like my mm-hmm. eight year old noticed that was ridiculous. Just so you know. Yeah. Just turned eight. Oh, happy birthday to him. That's right. You were talking about that. Yep, on the fifth. He just turned eight on the fifth. So good God, you're getting older, which means I am too, sir. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we would. Oh, yeah, we don't get younger. That's 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 not the way it works. Um, thing about high school girls. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Gonzalez does end up putting Rhea through the stage um, and stands just at the nine to get the win. Like I said, they really wanted Gonzalez to look like a beast in this match, and I think Rhea was the right person to do that. Um, so, love this match. I know I'm a little biased. I like both these girls, but whew, these women can fucking go, man, as far as I'm concerned. 
Well, since we're here anyway, why mm-hmm. don't we hit another news topic? Oh, yeah. So we've talked about Damian Priest. We've talked about Rhea Ripley. Apparently, the reason Ripley lost this here match is that she is rumored to be headed to either Raw or SmackDown. This is, of course, according to the old Observer. And when it comes to Priest, he is believed to be headed to Raw after he was originally planned to be headed to SmackDown. So have fun in 24-7-ville, I guess. Uh, I don't think he'll be there. Um, He's a big guy, dude. Although, hey, where's Tucker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tucky. Oh, mm-hmm. Tucky. Where's Tucky? I haven't seen Tucky in a while. Just thought I'd mention that, but um, Rhea getting called up, I think that would be a very good thing. Hopefully, they've got plans for her. Um, Priest getting called up, like I, I think that was uh, kind of supposed to happen, but didn't happen, but now is going to happen. I think that'd be good, too, and I don't really think he's going to be lost in the shuffle. Like I said, he's a big guy. I could see them seeing a lot in him. He still sounds like Vin Diesel when he talks. I think that's more of an appeal than it is a uh, detriment, considering how popular those fucking movies are. Hey, I like I said, dude, I like them. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're good movies. They're not. I like them. <laughs> Leave me alone. I guess Cena's supposed to be in the next one. If he hasn't already been in one of them, I don't watch them, so I don't know. I don't know if he was going to be in the next. I think something like that. I don't know. I still haven't seen I that. Saw- I still haven't seen I- the Bumblebee with him in it yet. I saw well. I saw a thing on Facebook that was like an article saying that John Cena says that Fast and Furious Nine is going to be the reason to come back to the cinema. Ooh! Like, <laughs> so he's either in it or he's a big old fan. Going to take over the the, the the franchise from The Rock. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, The Rock took over that franchise the second he walked into that movie, jacked as a motherfucker, looking like the biggest badass in the film. He took that fucking franchise over. Um, but anyway, I could. Um, I can see a lot of different things for Damian Priest going on. I mean, I could, you could throw him into some sort of faction if you wanted to. I don't think that'd be great, but I think the I, I think you could do a lot with him in singles, and I think he'd uh, I think he'd be over on the on the main roster. Yeah, huh? I, I would hope so. Yeah, Rhea. I mean, I don't need to sit here and put her over anymore. <laughs> I think she'd be, she'd be a good fan for either show, but like that just seems like I've heard that rumor like countless number of times at this point, where it seems like it seemed like that was going to be the thing for the last couple of weeks, couple of months even. I've heard rumors that they were trying to shoot her on into one of the main roster spots. Yeah, I'd I'd be happy with it. I just I really would hope that she wouldn't get lost in the shuffle, and um, I don't think she would. Again, she's not this 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 usual looking. I know she's blonde and everything, but she's not the usual looking girl they have in. Again, she's not a dainty little, she's not Carmella. She's not Sasha Banks. She's she's a big chick who can fucking go in there and get shit done. So, and I mean mm-hmm. that as a compliment, the whole, everything I just said. <laughs> right. 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 Anyway, um, let's go ahead and go move on here. Um, Gargano, Candice, all of the way. God, I, that's such a bad name. Um, <laughs> are driving in with a police escort as we go to picture in picture. And they're flipping back and forth here between the way coming in and Rhea Ripley being helped out of from under the stage. Uh, again, 
Rhea just selling it the whole way, looking looking great in it. But uh, the way finally gets there, and I I don't know about you, but I've never seen police cars with green lights. And I was going to ask you because I you're more of an aficionado about this kind of topic than I am. I was I was wondering, is like, is this a special branch of the police? Is this like a special yeah. thing that they do? Like, because I, I, I had noticed that it was like very jarring that it was like all green sirens. Well, it was red and blue, and then it would then it would flash green. Now, I know a couple of things. I know police are allowed to when they get those undercover vehicles, they are allowed to put whatever lights they on they. They can buy lights for those things. If you, there are stores out there that sell police stuff. It's mm-hmm. actually really cool to go to one and see what you can. You could turn your car into a cop car if you have the money. That's all I'm saying. Um, I know they can do that. Now I also know in Florida, the cops wear green instead of blue. Hmm. So I'm not sure if that has something. Now I know in Broward County. And, you know, West Palm Beach, they do. I'm not sure about Jacksonville or, uh, no, they're in, they're in uh, Orlando. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're still in green up there. I've never been pulled over in Orlando. Thank God. <laughs> so, but um, I don't know. But the green lights were like, I don't know. It was like DX was coming out or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I was confused by the green lights, too. I've never seen green lights on a police car. Usually, usually all I see is red and blue and I'm. And they're behind me. I, 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 we've beaten this to death already, but I, I can't resist based on how incredibly impeccable this was worded. But And I will try to do my best to give it this kind of levity. SBC says, <clears throat> Damien Priest and Baron Corbin are soulmates made for one another to be the perfect tag team. Neither man has been spotted in the same place at the same time. Um... One could use Rogaine. One does not need it yet. I, I that that was I couldn't help it. That was so just incredibly like there was definitely some like erotic undertones there. I can see them being sort of an ambiguously gay duo. That that'd be that'd be something else. Ooh, I remember them from the old SNL days. I remember that duo. Mm-hmm. Was that SNL? That was Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? That certainly was. Yeah, that's a, one of them was named Gary. Was it Gary and Barry? Gary and Bruce, what was it? Probably. I don't remember their names. I just remember, like, vaguely remember the skits because they were all animated. Yeah, they'd be, you know, flying through the air with one of them on each other's back. It was mm-hmm. always ambiguous. Um, but it was good stuff. Uh, I, I, I like that shit. Um, it was funny. It was always funny. I, 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 I like SNL. Believe it or not, I actually still like SNL. Like I said, they've been political forever, and it doesn't phase me in the least. They're a lot like WWE in a way, because yeah. their whole shtick now is that they bring on like old people from the past, and then they get the spotlight, and like the younger people don't really get a chance to shine, and then they have a problem getting new people on there that people actually want to tune in to see. It's, so it's the same fucking thing. It's also, I mean, that show has been through so many cast switches, and there's some that are just stuck. In the memories of people from when they watched it, you know, religiously. Um, I mean, I remember the Eddie Murphy days back when I was a kid. I also remember the Chris Rock days, the, you know, um, Chris Farley days, David Spade. I remember all those times. And those just, it just seemed to get a little, it's, I think it's because people are so offended that the comedy has to be careful now what they do. 
not only that, but you like you said, they get different casts, they get different writers. So from time to time, era to era, the show changes well, its shape and form. Writers, the comedians are the writers. I don't know if you know, but you have to write your own shit for that show, and it has to be approved. That's how you get famous on that show. Yes, yeah, no, th- that is primarily what they do, but there are also other, like, writers. It probably like is. Like, the comedian Hannibal Burris was a writer for Saturday Night Live for oh, a minute. Okay, I, I, I know who he is. Uh, yeah, all mm-hmm. right, I like that guy. I know who he is. Um, but again, I, I, I like, I've always liked Saturday Night Live. And like I said, even now I do. I can, I can laugh. I do have a sense of humor. I don't know if anyone caught that. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I do. Um. Let's see here. We already talked about Gargano and Theory being in the Dusty Classic. Uh, Shotzi comes out in her little tank. Uh, Theory gets a Nerf rocket to the uh, rockets. Mm-hmm. Get him with a beanbag to the beanbags. Right in the balls. That's what I'm saying, people. Got him right in the ball sack with that Nerf rocket. Um, th- I just think that's cool that that thing shoots like that. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be, there's got to be a little compressor in there somewhere because that's air powered. Sure. So there's got it's, yeah. it's definitely an upgrade from the first tank. I was not about the first tank, but this one actually looks pretty decent. Well, the first tank looked like you could buy go to Walmart and and pick up the same one, and mm-hmm. that's kind of probably what you could do. But yeah, this one looks a little more special built. They should have got Jesse James in there to build or something. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine he's doing a lot of things these days. Not nah, probably just banging Nazis and anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but um, Shotzi eventually gets in the ring. She clears the ring. Uh, Kushida comes out to kind of be a backup. Loomis calls for the bell to be... Actually, Loomis rings the bell his damn self. Mm-hmm. And we get a mixed tag match. Well, yeah, that was that was kind of the funny part. If there, there was a funny part to this, was that he like rings the bell and they're looking at him like, what the fuck? And he motions to the video board. And he had already drew a picture of the match. And it was funny because Gargano and Barrett at the same time goes, how did he draw that so fast? <laughs> I got that. And it's like just straight up breaking that fourth wall, boy. Uh, sometimes you got to, man. <laughs> sometimes it's so glaringly obvious the best way to do it is to acknowledge the ridiculousness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's probably one of those times right there. <laughs> so good idea to do. But uh, we got the match. Uh, and Kushida and uh, Shotzi did actually end up picking up the win in that match. It was a decent match. I'm, I, I really got. I don't have a lot to say. You got? You got, you got anything? 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 Seemed a little redundant, honestly. Like I feel like it would have been sufficient enough just to have them run them out of the ring. You basically kind of got because you had them run them out of the ring, and then you just had them beat them. So you kind of had the same thing happen twice. Seems like you kind of could have given a little bit of more time to. You know, any of the matches throughout the night that weren't this. Not to say that any of those matches were bad, but they would have been even better with a little bit more time sprinkled in. Yeah. Yeah. I could see where you, I could see that. And you're right. It did kind of seem a little bit of, you know, that they just came in and cleared the ring. Okay. That's it. You probably could have brought out Kushida earlier and he could have done that with her and that would have been better. You're right. I'm trying to see which match on here you could have given more time to and. Main event, maybe? Because, I mean, it was good, but it was a little short. I thought it was long. Mm. I thought it was pretty long. Main event, Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. That was for the NXT Championship. I would say this match was all about the jaw of Kyle O'Reilly. 
certainly was, wasn't it? I would say it was. It was all about his jaw. Obviously, Finn Balor getting his jaw broken in the match before. Finn Balor really concentrated on the jaw of Kyle O'Reilly. And um, they were kind enough to explain to us what a receipt meant on commentary. Yes, they were. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That was very, very good because, you know, not everyone knows that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems like you could just go based on context clues, even if you didn't. But yeah, that was that was kind of made me laugh. And then they had that spot where fucking O'Reilly bites down on the rope mm. to get out to escape the submission that he was in. And then you have Ballard just straight kick the rope. Oof. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was a little bit American History X-ish. Kind of, yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but did look good. Um, and, you know, Balor likes to do some brutal shit sometimes, and that, that, that definitely uh, did look good. Now, I didn't see where Balor got busted open there at the pretty much the end of the match. What, what, did, what did I miss? I'm not sure either. I know that he, like you said, he did get busted open, but I'm not sure exactly where it was that that came from. I didn't see it either. And, they, and you know, they're playing replays, and I'm sitting there like, well, maybe I'll see it. And all you really saw was no blood, no blood, no blood, and then blood. I don't know if maybe he just got caught with a with a with a with a boot or something or accidentally, but don't know, man. But uh Finn did get a kind of a crucifix, but it ended up being like a he had his jaw put in it. It was it whatever it was, it was a modified crucifix. Modified. It was modified. A bit it was modified. Of, like kind of reminded me of that submission that Britt Baker does where she like reaches in your mouth and pulls back on it. Well, Lockjaw. Now it's the mandible claw, sir. No, well, no, it's it's different because she pulls it on is. your. But yeah, it was not exactly like that. But as old Jr. would say, a modified version. But yeah, so he, like you said, he was tweaking away at the face. Really, he wasn't even so much on the jaw as much as it was. He was just wrenching his face all every which way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, even even Antox is. I think he's agreeing with me. He says they gave him the overrun. How did that run short? Um, I, I, I don't think this match was short. I really don't. I think this match was actually well-timed out and perfectly long. Well, I'll, I'll be fair enough to admit that I just didn't particularly care for the tag team match. I would have liked to have seen something else or a okay. longer version of a match I did like. That's fine. If we're just being blatantly honest about it. I think that's a fair assessment, sir. Um, but definitely a good match. But I mean, I gotta say i didn't see anything that we didn't see in the first match two talented guys doing their thing very hard-hitting match kyle o'reilly showing he can go out there and really get shit done um i think o'reilly eventually could be like a ic champion something like that down the road um be good to see but balor like i said got the win with a weird submission with a modifier crucifix uh, <laughs> and uh good shit good show i will say i did enjoy aw more this week though i have a hard time because i will say that the main event for aw was better than any of the other matches but then like i feel like nxt was a little bit more consistent so it's like you could go either way with it honestly yeah i would just say i enjoyed AEW a little more of the matches. And again, man, AEW's still a little fresh. I still got that new car smell coming off of it. It's 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 wearing away. Um, someone lit a cigarette and I had to stop it. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's kind of where the Snoop Dogg thing just came in. Snoop Dogg was the cigarette. 
It's like, might not want to do that too many times. But anyway, let's there was on. no tobacco in that particular cigarette. Of course not. There was. There was. It was, it was, it was wacky tobacco. Uh, mm. But anyway, um, and before we move on too far from NXT, Smart, let's get into the other story you you uh, shipped me over here. Um, and that is that, uh, according to, once again, this is a Wrestling Observer uh, figure four online. And according to Mr. Meltzer, Daniel Bryan has been pushing to get some more NXT talent to be brought up to SmackDown. And it's being met with some opposition. Indeed. Not surprising. Here we go. Meltzer said that Bryan, who is involved in creative, has got pushback due to the poor track record of those brought up over the last two years. Vince McMahon losing interest in call-ups soon after they debut and uh, the number of main roster talent who don't currently have a role on TV. Well, there's really only one person to blame for that. (laughs) We're going to call people up. All right, cool. Do you got gimmicks for them? No. They, All right, well, these people are boring. They, they don't have gimmicks. Like that's exactly. your fault. And and they say it right here. Vince McMahon losing interest in call ups. Well, there's a common denominator here. <laughs> Vince McMahon. He's the reason some of these guys don't get over. I, again, you've brought in so many acts that were so over in NXT, and you've completely fucking spoiled them. A lot of them. A yeah, I, think, I, I know that it's different because you can't really do anything in front of live crowds right now. But I was watching a clip from, it was Keith Lee wrestling in England. And they were singing Hey Jude, but like with his name. So they're going, Keith Lee, and like the whole fucking crowd. And he was just like sticking his head out, making a little smug face and just like doing the conductor motion. And I was like, this is an entirely fucking different guy. And I'm trying to figure out what's different about it. And it's like, no, it's the same guy. They're just not fucking doing anything with him. That's it. Well, and again, I mean, Vince gets tired of people. I mean, you know, you, you, I mean, you can think of many. Oh, God, I can never think of them on the spot. But I mean, there's call ups that have been, you know, people that were extremely. Oh, dude, EC3. I'm sorry, but he was over on NXT. Well, we saw one of them in a tag match tonight. You had Robert Roode. He was over. I mean, they just they gave him the belt tonight, so it's a little different. But no, no, that was Dolph Ziggler. That was Dolph Ziggler. True, true. Not EC3. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I was talking about Roode. Oh, yeah, Roode. Roode, well. He was over. You know. The entrance was over. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I do have to say, I, I back in the day, I kind of fought Shaheen on that, and he was 100% right. Uh, Roode was pretty much just an entrance. I'm, I'm going to just say he was correct. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta give him a little credit there, but yeah. So, but yeah, it's 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 Vince. Vince is the one that it all comes down to in the end. And if if talent isn't getting over, Daniel Bryan shouldn't be being meeting the opposition. It should be Vince McMahon that someone should be walking up to, which no one is gonna do, and say, "Hey, you ever think you're the fucking reason these guys don't get over?" And no. you know why you can't think of some of these people is because we never see any of these people. Like Alistair Black. Alistair Black and Andrade was over. Garza was over. Now he's fucking running from the boogeyman, literally. Yeah, exactly. Alistair Black's a perfect fucking example, man. Huge, over, even came in, was over. They put him in a team with Ricochet. Mm -hmm. And then 
um, what's his name threw him over the roof of the uh, <laughs> WWE building. I, I think it's cruel that you're purposely not mentioning this person. Uh, oh, it, oh it, it was Corbin. It was Corbin. <laughs> it, it was Corbin. I didn't know if that was a bit or if you were just genuinely drawing a blank there. I genuinely drew a blank, but when you said that, I I, I got where you were coming from, brother. I got it. I got it. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, so like one of the last times we saw him, he was he was being murdered or attempted murder. Yeah, now he just wears a fucking you know wears something over his eye down to the ring, and it's just it, it again, man. It comes down to one person, old Vinnie Mac. So mm. he's really the only one to blame when it comes to people not getting over because the people watching NXT are gonna watch Raw and SmackDown if their guy is on it. So. Mm-hmm. If they don't, that's your fault. Not, not mine. Not Daniel Bryan's. It's, but anyway. Yeah. Always opposition. I th- That must be the worst place to... I mean, that must be the most political place to work. And, and you guys know what I mean by that. Obviously not. I don't mean like, you know, Congress political. I mean just the politics in wrestling political. Right. And that's what's that's what's so frustrating about it is you have a team of wrestlers that are ultra talented. You have guys that are good at promos, guys that are good wrestlers, guys that can some guys that can do both. You've got these minds available to you that are brilliant minds. You know, you have Heyman there. You have we're talking about I guess Daniel Bryan's in creative now too. He's probably got a good mind for things. And you have all these people that are available if you want to listen to them and you want to value their input that could like put together some things and have these fresh ideas and you just have one person just like an overlord just fucking stomping on everything. Well, I mean, here's You've got the very, I mean, and if you look at the roster right now, it's a very talented roster. There's a lot of really good fucking talent out there. Um, it, mm-hmm. it really is. But you've got the wrestling talent, and then you've got these writers who are basically failed soap opera writers and, you know, comedians and Freddie Prince Jr. used to be. I mean, there's some people that are, used to be writers that you're just like, why? You've got all these writers, but they really, the, Really, even the even if one of them was the best writer in the world, it still has to get through the old fuddy-duddy at the end of the fucking line. Mm-hmm. Who's like the guy with the stamp. And if he doesn't put his stamp on it, it ain't getting through. Yeah. And exactly. it's, it's just, it, it sometimes doesn't make sense. But that's it, man. I mean, it, it's, it's not going to change. I, again, I don't see it changing after Vince is gone. I really don't. I think Stephanie's going to rule with the same fists that uh, she's been taught to. Entirely possible. My hope is that she's going to care more about stroking herself with her th- philanthropy than she actually will about like day-to-day creative decisions. Uh, well, all we can do is wait for that. I am not wishing for anyone's demise, but we can just wait for the day. Um and I'll just leave it at that, I think. Uh, <laughs> we should probably get into SmackDown, shouldn't we? <coughs> um, yeah, I think so. I think did we, did we cover the fact that Balor did end up... Yeah, we covered yep. the fact that he did win that match. So there was a... Yep, we did. So let's go ahead and run into SmackDown here. We start off. We got Roman Reigns and Jay and Heyman all coming out to kick off the show. It literally, I am not lying, it took him five minutes to get in the ring. Yeah. 
No, I started late. I, I, I honestly got tuned in at 8.05 and Roman's music was playing. It took him five minutes to walk to the ring. Um, Arn Anderson somewhere is proud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reigns. Good job, kid. Good job. Nice and slow. That's the way to do it, kid. I don't know who it was that. Well, somebody was talking about working Tracy Smothers and when they were a younger wrestler. And he said that Tracy Smothers walked up to him and said, All right, kid, so what we're going to do is we're going to start off slow and work down from there. Nah. There you go. <laughs> it's just like Arn Anderson would fucking love that. Oh, yeah. That's what he wants right there. Uh, Reigns comes out to the ring. He's saying what he did to Owens last week wasn't his fault, but it was Adam Pierce's. Calls out Pierce. We get a recap. And I got to tell you, after 20 minutes of the segment, I kind of tuned out. I kind of I kind of started looking at my phone. Well, I mean, are you calling the segment stupid? Is that what you're doing? Do you think it's stupid? Do you think the person that wrote it was stupid? Do you think the person that did it was stupid? Do you think stupid. the director was stupid? It was stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. It was stupid. I mean, it was just a stupid thing to do, Smart. Like, th- th- if you didn't end up watching SmackDown, or if you did, you can go back. I won't stop you. <laughs> Watch the opening segment. And make it a drinking game for every time they say stupid, take you a shot of anything, including water, and you will be drunk by the time you finish the promo. Well, I'll start right now with a swig of beer. <laughs> Which, and, um, other than that, it wasn't terrible. Like, you could definitely kind of tell that Roman is drawing his inspiration from mobster movies. <laughs> talks like somebody who is in Goodfellas and not in on SmackDown. Okay, I could I could see that. Uh, it's funny, though, when it comes to the ring, he still has that instinct to smile and lick his lips. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he still does it when he comes out there, um, you know, for the ladies. Yes. Uh, I don't know, man. I just thought it went a little long. I'm just sitting there like, so what's going on on Facebook? And then as soon as I turned on Facebook, I was like, oh, my God, why did I do that? Turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> it was essentially the equivalent of walking into the room with the boogeyman. On the oh visit. my god! I I would have I I really would have just sat there with the boogeyman. Like, dude, you see this shit on Facebook? Come, come <laughs> here, man! You you got worms? I'll have a beer. Come on, chill. Let's chill. Let's chill. Boogeyman recoils in horror. <laughs> like, you see this shit on Facebook? It's ridiculous, man. The same meme five times in a row. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, yes. So yeah, there was that. You're not wrong though. I think that promo did end up by the time it was over, it was like eight twenty five ish, I think. Oh no, it was later than that. Hmm. It was later than that because it was it was, it was like thirty five thirty five after when it. And again, I'm in Central Time. You're in Eastern, so I'm just going to say thirty five yeah. after. Uh, it was about thirty five minutes after the hour when it when it when it finally went to commercial, and I was like, that's just I I can't I. Then it took I me mean, five minutes to get in the ring. 20 minutes of the segment. Now, I did like Adam Pierce. I, I, I got to tell you, man, Pierce has a lot of charisma out there. He does. And he, like, it, which is weird because he never did. It, 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 you know what? I, I don't want to say charisma. That, that, that's not the right word. He's a likable dude. Mm-hmm. He's a likable dude. I, I'll say that. He kind of he, 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 he connects and he's a likable looking guy, I guess you could say. Um Charisma is kind of the wrong word for it. You're right. You're right. Like, like you said, sort of an every man. Like he's just trying to do his best. Yeah, you know, just going out there trying to trying to keep his job and doing what we're all trying to do. Just you know, trying to get a paycheck every week. 
Mm-hmm. I could use one of those. Um, I'm, yeah. wor- I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we do get a lot of uh, Adam Pierce tonight, actually, believe it or not. Um, wow, my notes are so minimal for this show because I'll be honest, I was on babysit duty. My wife was out playing uh, playing cards with her friends. Well, that's the thing. So we were talking about Adam Pierce, and I was noticing that it, the way that it seemed like Roman was kind of just steamrolling him and he was putting out there that this is my show and you're right. basically my lackey. You will do as I tell you. I was seeing this and I'm like, oh my God, they're establishing him as a pushover, which means we're going to get another fucking on-air authority figure in a minute to take over and be the actual, for real, for real general manager. I'm thinking we're going to have a stooge on SmackDown every week. But well, sure enough, we didn't get a de facto all-powerful general manager, but two segments later, we get another fucking on-air authority figure. True. We I do. was like, oh boy, that's what everybody was clamoring for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we did get a match after that. We got Big E versus Apollo Crews for the IC title. I got to tell you, man, every time Big E does that splash to the apron, mm-hmm. it worries me with a guy his size. Yeah. That's going to go bad one day, and I'm not sure if it's going to be for him or the other guy. It's going to one I think it's going to be for the guy below him who's just a little too far over the over the uh, apron. But with a guy as big as Big E doing that move, it looks great, don't get me wrong. Sure. I just see that move not going so well for either him more than likely the guy underneath him at one point. But there was that dive he did for a while, too. He did that dive to the outside, and he had a couple of close calls on that one. Yeah, but I mean, once again, I, I, I'm I huge Big E fan. I like it. Um, I don't know if we're going to find out tomorrow that there was a botch in this match, too. But I got a feeling we're going to. The ref counts to three for Apollo. Mm-hmm. We, go, we go to commercial. We come back. We hear it's a double pin. Since both their shoulders were down, notice they didn't go to the replay of that again. <laughs> did you like justice? Your word for it. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. They never went back to the replay after that. Um, Biggie goes to fist bump Apollo, gets slapped by Apollo. Apollo's basically telling him, "Look, I, you, you really want to win like that? That's how you want to win. That's how you want to win." Hey, man, you keep the title. Keep the title. Fucking wins a win. And the match continues, and Big E basically, nah, he didn't really squash him. Apollo got some offense in, but Big E did end up winning the match, which I I, I don't know if we're going to find out something happened, and during the commercial they sorted it out, air quotes, mm-hmm. or what. But I wouldn't doubt if those Thunderdome cameras went off for a good minute. yeah i wouldn't be surprised by that either i guess we gotta keep our eyes to the skies on that one as it were because i'm sure something's gonna come out explaining what the fuck it was that happened there oh i'm sure Meltzer's getting emails right now (laughs) he's got his little investigator hat on there you go old sherlock Meltzer. (laughs) um but uh corn cob pipe and a magnifying glass yeah (laughs) What do you think they're Holmes? Um, <laughs> Mr. Alvarez, what do you make of this? I was going to say he's getting an Alvarez to be Watson. Yeah, there you go. 
Anyway, let's move on from this before we completely digress again. Um, once again, Biggie. I, I hope this means they're looking at bigger and better things for him. Really, I do. I would. I would just love to see this guy as champion on talk shows, on the news, on fucking cooking shows. I would. I would. I would. If this were my company, I would have this guy on every goddamn TV show that would take him. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was fucking virtual or what. I would have this guy on there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I've been saying this for a while that he's just, he has that personality about him. Like he's he's serious enough, or he's like grounded enough to come across as a actual person. But he also has a bit of that like old eighties kind of vibe of being this outlandish type of character simultaneously. Yeah, and he's never said anything. I mean, he'll he'll go to a to an edge and kind of hang his foot off of it, but he won't go too far. Um, he's not as robotic PC as Cena was, but I definitely think he knows where the line is drawn. And uh, like I said, he might put his toe over it, but he's not going to cross the line saying something he shouldn't. Um, sure. I just, I it, like I said, if this were my company, this guy would be the the face of my company. In a minute. Absolutely, yeah. In a fucking heartbeat, I would do it. In a heartbeat. Um, <clears throat> then we get Sonya Deville backstage with Adam Pierce. I know she came back last week, right? I guess I'll be entirely honest and say that I did not see the show, but yes, I, she was back tonight. I didn't watch the last two weeks either, Smart. Don't be don't 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 be upset. If we took a break and when I take when when, when we take a break, I take a break. Um mm-hmm. I didn't watch either, but I got to tell you, it's it, it's really good to see Sonya Deville back. I'm I'm hoping she can put this whole little incident behind her. I believe it. I would say that that's a good thing that she's back. It probably means the court cases are either lessening or over. Um, yeah. And hopefully she can put this all behind her, get back to work, get her mind off of it. And I see everyone like she lost a loser leaves blah blah WWE match, and it's like. You know this is wrestling, right? We've 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 been here before. It's okay. <laughs> you know why she left, right? In real life. I mean, you've got a computer. You know why they did that. But yeah. I think it's really good to see her back. I'm glad she's back. Um, I hope I, they have something for her, too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, know. I was just saying I'm happy for her. I just really don't want to see more on-air authority figures. Which I guess she's like sort of his assistant now, so she's like kind of in charge too. And it's like, uh, like again, I'm happy for her. Like I, I feel for her. Like all the shit she had to go through had to have been terrible. But just like it, it's not her specifically. It's just please, no, no more. Don't keep adding on-air authority figures. Oh, they may be doing this with her just to get her back on television and kind of work. She may still have some. Like I said, I don't know if the court cases are lessening or over. Uh, she may still have some things to do, but starting her slow is, I mean, dude, she literally almost got killed. Her yeah. and her best friend in real life almost got killed. Yeah. So if they're starting her back slowly, I get it. If there's still stuff for her to do, I also get it. Um, this is a role that she can take. And if she takes time off, they don't have to sit there and explain it for fucking, you know, in a, in a match or anything. Sure. It, it, I, I get that yeah. part of it. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, so I would assume that's kind of why they're doing this. And again, I'm I'm assuming and speculating. That's you know, kind of what we do here. We just, you know, 
opinions. Um, if that's the reason, both good reasons. And if she might have just wanted to fucking get back to, you know, whatever new normal is going to happen in her life, which I get it. I'm glad. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So after that, we get Bianca Belair and Bailey. They announced they're in the women's Royal Rumble match. I believe there's only four. I believe Nia and Charlotte are the other two announced for that match right now. So mm-hmm. there's two more. Um, And then we get the Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude. Right. And before we hit that, too, uh-huh. before we get to that, I, I got to admit, I had a little bit of a chuckle at Bailey telling uh, Bianca Belair that she squandered her opportunity because you suck. And then she laughed. Like, she's like, her character is that she's like your bratty little sister. Like, it's just, it's something about that just makes me like, like, it's purposely annoying, but it's not super annoying, but it's just, just, just enough to be like, hey, you suck. Like, wonderful. Love yeah, it. It's, well, it's like, ever rise rules. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah so you got the Street Profits match coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no real elaborate takeaway on that. It just made me laugh. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was, and she did say that, it, and I did like. Oh, how, did you hear? Oh, oh, go. While we were talking about her, her brother went missing. I saw that, but he was found and found okay, good. That was very weird. She put out a post on social media, mm-hmm. uh, and then like less than five minutes later, he was found. So I don't mean I don't know if he was already in the process or there's some real fucking fast acting people or what, but that ended up resolving itself pretty well. So that's always good. Yeah, and obviously, anytime you anyone is missing for even you know a minute, you get nervous. What's going on in the world Absolutely. right now? So yeah. glad he was found. Um, all right, Street Profits. That's where we were. Yes. Um, this was uh, Street Profits versus Ziggler and Roof. The SmackDown tag titles. This was a good match. Uh, Ford was selling the hurt leg most of the match. I don't know if you caught it, but the second the Street Profits walked out onto this on stage while their entrance is going on, Corey is preparing us for this loss. <laughs> oh, there's no way that uh, that Montez Ford is 100 percent after that beatdown he took last week. I. I, I I really think we're looking at new champions, and I'm like, why would he say that? That caught my attention. Okay, and then the whole match, you got Ford selling the leg. I gotta tell you, I think we were, they were prepping us for this shit, dude. I mean, I guess in, in retrospect, maybe, yeah, in hindsight, mm-hmm. but... I was watching it and like I was so just incredibly I was working overtime trying to keep myself dialed in and actually caring because not unlike the Apollo Crews match like Crews and for the you know the most part Rude and Ziggler they both anytime they're on television they're losing uh-huh. like Crews and Ziggler they were you know this time last year they were fucking Corbin's flackies flunkies rather. I don't know what a flacky is, but they were Corbin's flunkies and they were losing to Roman. They're putting him over. And it's like usually anytime they're on TV, they're losing. And I know they're trying to push them to be big, bigger deals now. But I just had a real hard time believing that they had any chance, even with situations being what they were. Yeah. And uh, uh, the flunkies word. They're they're flunkies and and, and lackeys at the the same time. 
There you go. Okay. Well, you just made a word. Um, but yeah, they were. And listen, I'm going to say, as I say all the time, they do this to Ziggler all the time. He gets the push. Then they forget about him. He gets the push. They forget about him. He gets the push. They forget about him. This is going to be another time. I would say they will not have those tag titles after Royal Rumble. Probably not. And they will go back into obscurity for another few weeks, and then they'll bring them back. And then this will happen probably another year down the road. Mm. So there we go. But I, I really think they were kind of conditioning us to for the for the for the Ziggler and Rude win tonight. They did win, get the tag titles. Um, and I got to be honest, it doesn't mean much to me because I yeah. know I I know what they're gonna do. I just told you. I get I. Pretty much bet they lose them right at Royal Rumble. I, I will say the only kind of question that I'm I'm wrestling with, so I'll throw it your way, pun intended, I suppose. Uh, do you think having the match go the way that it went? Do you think it made Dawkins look a little bit more credible because he was like busting his ass and doing everything he could to get it done, or do you think it made it look even more like he's kind of the Genetti because they didn't get it done without Ford being healthy? I don't think it made him look like the Genetti. I think they were trying to say that Dawkins, I mean, <coughs> Dawkins did a lot in that match. And it was Ford who took the pin, right? Right. Right. So, and they were trying to get Dawkins over as, you know, again, Ford was selling the, the leg for most of the match. So Dawkins was in the ring for most of the match, trying to get over, trying to finally makes the hot tag. No pun intended. And yeah, they still lost, but. I wouldn't say Dawkins was. I wouldn't go that far. Fair enough. Think. I wasn't necessarily trying to imply that he was either, because at first, when I was watching, it was like, "Oh, cool! They're they're doing more to like get him over and mm-hmm. to kind of establish him as a force instead of it just being, you know, kind of Ford being the main star of the team." But then the, I was starting to think about it. I was like, "Well, maybe that also means, uh, you know, we couldn't get it done." But I, I think it's probably more the former than the latter. Yeah, I mean, if they had Dawkins sitting there the whole time and get pinned, I think that would have not been the right thing to do. I think it was probably better to pin Ford. Again, he sold the leg the whole match. He wasn't 100%. He wasn't 100% to come in right away, Smart. Corey made sure he told us that he wasn't 100% coming in the match. That's right. So, there you go. You know, like I said, they they conditioned us the whole time during this match. Um, Still wasn't a bad match, though. Um... After that, we get Heyman back, saves Adam Pierce. After a bunch of bullshit from Heyman. Um, you always know when Heyman is praising someone, he did something fucked up to him. <laughs> <laughs> and this was no different. After some praising, Heyman lets Adam Pierce know that he's in the gauntlet match tonight. I, speaking of fucking being, you know, prepped for it. I, I got to imagine that that he has had so many years of experience. I bet you that's like the kind of same speeches he gives to people or gave to people in ECW before he told them he couldn't pay him. Like, <laughs> look, you are a superstar. And everybody wants to see you and there's going to be big things in your future. But yeah, that, that check is going to bounce. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give you a check because it will bounce. So let's just wait a week. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you. I promise. I'll get you. Um, yeah. I see Sasha Baron Corbin so that he's happy these Street Profits last after that horrible promo last week. Did he just put up a video of the promo? Let me see real quick. He I mean, did. They showed a little bit of it, like, 
on SmackDown. It, oh. it seems like it's one of those typical Street Profits promos that aren't terribly good. Oh, it was the joke video. Okay. Meanwhile, Dawkins can play the can actually play the drums. Um. Anyway, let's move on from that. Please, let's get to the the, the main event. You knew it was going to be a long one, um, which was the gauntlet match. Winner takes mm-hmm. on Roman Reigns for the Universal title over there at the old Royal Rumble. We get Ray and Sammy out to start. Um, I'm going to say once again, we do not deserve Sammy Zayn, sir. Mm-hmm. And the greatness that is Sammy Zayn. The guy comes out. He's talking about a conspiracy of a conspiracy inside of a conspiracy. He's literally making no sense. But what he's saying is also really great. Are they kind of trying to make him a bit Alex Jonesy? A bit what? A bit, a bit of like a bit Alex Jones esque, I guess. I'm not. They wouldn't uh, fall okay. on do that. Okay, they're okay. not that crazy. But like, just the idea that he's just like like conspiracy theory dude. Maybe a Jesse Ventura that's a little less hot. Oh, there you go. I like that the Jesse Ventura type, the Joe Rogan ish, if you will. Yeah, not not as controversial, but still just kind of out there. Yeah, yeah, but I pretty much anything Sammy's doing right now, he comes out gives two hundred percent. He doesn't even give a hundred; he gives two hundred at it. Because, like I said, if those were lines, they really didn't make a lot of sense. But it was really, again, the execution from Sami Zayn always comes out two hundred percent. But we get, like I said, Ray and Sammy to start. Dominic down there to watch Ray at ringside. Ray made quick work of Sami Zayn after that little diatribe he put out. And it's Ray versus Nakamura. Nakamura beats Ray. And then it's uh, Ray versus Corbin. And No, Nakamura beats Ray. That's Corbin versus Nakamura. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> I'll give I'll give Corbin a little bit of credit. No, because I like you, how he came not rushing. on this show. No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Then what I didn't like that he did, so I could still talk about it, <laughs> is no. He I like how he ran to the ring and then before he made sure to fucking throw Dominic into the steel steps as he's sliding into the ring. It just made me laugh because he just made sure to like real quick throw an extra shot at him. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I didn't see that. I was, again, I kind of had to babysit tonight a little bit. My wife went and played cards with her friends. Um, she made $3. Nice. Better than losing $3. Well, the buy-in is $3. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I got to tell her, no, you can't go spend $3. Uh, okay, so um, so I didn't, I kind of came back and next thing you know, Corbin's in the ring. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, boy. I backed up a little bit to see what was going on. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? It's Corbin. So, but I wanted to see who, how it happened. So I saw that. Um, luckily, Nakamura beat Corbin. And then it was Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura. Now, this was good shit. These two always put on a fucking good match. Um, and, of course, Nakamura won that one. And nice little handshake at the end there from Daniel Bryan. I like that. Sowing the seeds. I was actually surprised that he won because I thought for sure. I thought what was ultimately ended up happening was going to happen. Mm. I just thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan in Nakamura's place. Yeah, I kind of thought that was going to be the same thing. But this was 
this was an interesting little twist, I got to say. I, I kind of liked the way they did this. You get Roman coming out with Heyman and Jey Uso. They're standing on the ramp. Adam Pierce is coming out. And I like how they just, like, followed him down to the ring. Mm-hmm. Just cra- and he's looking back like, what, what, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I re- again, Adam Pierce is good at what he does. Jay runs in the ring, pretty much immediately attacks Nakamura. Then Roman comes in, does the same thing. Nakamura is out in the middle of the ring. Roman throws Pierce into the ring. Jay super kicks Pierce unconscious. Mm-hmm. Roman lays him over Nakamura. Pierce wins. Meaning Pierce will now face Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Well, and, and real quick aside, I got to give Nagamora credit because I think better oh. than anyone, he does a I don't give a fuck look. Almost Because <laughs> he, like, he, he's all tired after his match and he already had like two or three before because he beat uh, Ray, beat Corbin, and then he beat Brian. So that was three. And like he's all you know, tired, worn out, and he knows what's about to happen. You get Jay Uso going in the ring, and he just looks at him like, "What? Oh, I'll fucking kick your ass too. Let's go." But <laughs> sure enough, that didn't happen. But it was this nice little ex- his facial expression was awesome. But that being said, they did a good job of like I was kind of questioning how exactly it was going to work because I was like, "Well, if he doesn't want to win, he could just fucking run out of there and get counted out." Well, no, he couldn't because Roman was behind him. Right. And then he's like, all right, well, then don't, you know, try not to. And they ended up having him super kicked and get knocked unconscious. So he didn't voluntarily make the pinfall. Like they had everything thought out and they actually really put in a lot of thought and detail into the plan, which is not always like them. So cheers for that. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was like I said, I think this was probably the a, a little bit more unexpected way of doing this. Um, I liked it again. I don't know what's going to happen at Royal Rumble now, but it'll be interesting to see. It'll be inter- interesting to see if Pierce somehow gets out of this match, which I think might might happen before Royal Rumble. <laughs> and fucking Cole made me laugh because he was like, uh, you got Pierce coming out of the ring, and he was like, you know, Pierce isn't an active competitor. Pierce wasn't good enough to make it here. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I didn't hear that, but Jesus Christ, motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he he literally said that he was not good enough to be an active competitor in WWE. I was like, Jesus, man. Fuck, man. Now, now I hope he does go in the match over there at Royal Rumble. I know he won't win, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing the guy. Yeah, I, I mean, they got to do something with it. But yeah, they, there's definitely, I, I'm definitely interested in seeing how they play this out. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely see how it happens. Um, Way more than fucking Goldberg and Drew. So there's that. Yeah, most definitely. That that makes it all the more confusing. And I mean, we've been down this road a billion times, but like SmackDown is good. They have have good writing. They have, it seems like they have an actual direction. Like by and large, NXT is good too. Like the ratings don't always reflect that, but they're not like fucking awful. Then it's not atrocious. So it's like, what is the disconnect between you know, Raw and SmackDown? And I, obviously, it's that one person, I guess. But whatever. Yeah, I guess it is. It kind of is one person. I guess you could kind of put it that way. But I don't know, man. Definitely good show. Good shit tonight. Enjoyed it for sure. All right. That's SmackDown. 
I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I got nothing more. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get into. I don't really have much WWE news. Everything else is just kind of throw it out there and talk about it. Uh, let's go ahead and throw this out there. Matt and Ruby Hardy expecting their fourth child. And it's a girl. Mm. Oh, yeah. Good for him. I mean, he seems like he's got kind of a good mix because I I know he's got at least one boy. Uh, So he's got boys, got girls. He's got three boys. boys? Wolfgang, Maxell, Mm. and Bartholomew. Ah, so they were all three boys prior to this. Hmm. Yes, he is going to now have a girl. Congratulations to him. Um, I don't blame him. Um, and I'll just put it. I'll just say that. Congratulations to that man. Finally, good job. Hey, a lot of people try. My friend in Florida had five girls before he had a boy. That, I'm not gonna lie. That is like a big nightmare for me. Because I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, I want one, one, maybe, you know, two, two's fine. I don't care what the gender is. And I'm so terrified of the idea of, like, being in a relationship with somebody who's like, all right, we need at least one boy and at least one girl. And it's like, all right, we have fucking 13 kids and they're all girls. Let's <laughs> just stop. It's not going to happen. I, I got to admit, my wife knows this. Mm-hmm. When we found out we were having a girl. I was like, oh, my God, thank God, thank God, thank God. She wanted a girl. We got a girl. Oh, my God. Yes, finally. Okay, now, babe, it's over, right? It's over. We're done. We're done, right? We're done. We're done. We're done. done. You could just pull out fucking safety scissors from your pocket and start the vasectomy, like, right then and there. Oh, no, she wanted me to get that. I don't go under the knife for anybody. Um She she had a thing she had a thing done it's fine we she had it scheduled before even before we we even had the kid uh, before we even had my daughter it was scheduled the box so. break kid goes under the needle for <laughs> absolutely nobody I wasn't doing it man no I'm I don't blame you dude I've honestly the only surgery I've ever had in my life was my dental surgery to get my wisdom teeth pulled that's it hmm, that's yeah. it I I'm good. I don't, I, I don't, I don't do good on under those circumstances. Luckily, I've never. That's the only thing I've ever had to do. Only bones I've ever broken are my fingers, and my toes. Luckily, I've been good about that, and I've done some stuff. I mean, I've fallen off of dirt bikes and horses, and thrown off of bulls, and I've beat my body up and been very lucky. Yeah, very, very lucky, but. Yeah, never, never, never had to undergo surgery. I do have a real fucked up finger, though, from not getting it fixed. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Here, I, I mean, no one else can see it, but you can literally push it, and it'll just, it'll bend. Then right. You push it right back up, and it bends back, but it, it literally, I mean, I don't know, you, you can see, kind of, there was my yeah. camera. It pops up about almost a half an inch higher underneath my hand than all my others. I broke it playing basketball. And I didn't do any I didn't do a damn thing about it. I didn't buddy tape it. I didn't do shit. All I did was just be like, nah, it'll go away. Um I was drinking That's, a lot, so I didn't feel pain. I, I can't I was gonna say I was gonna tease you, I was gonna say that thus was the end of your athletic career, but I can't make fun of anybody 
for any basketball-related injuries, considering one day at, in gym class in high school, I was bored, and I had a basketball, mm. and I was trying to do, like, and-one-style crossovers against, but I was doing so against a garbage can, oh. and there was a wet spot that I did not see and that I slipped on. So I essentially got deed up by a fucking garbage can. That's how white I am. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't great at basketball. I can do it. I mean, I'm luckily I'm tall and I'm I got long arms and I'm kind of lanky. But I was all right at, ba- at baseball. I was better at baseball. Much yeah, better, much better. I can see that. Much better at baseball. I was better standing around waiting for a ball to come hit being hit to me. Um and I always <laughs> had a I always had a good eye for hitting. And I never had a problem taking one. I've uh, I've been hit by a ball a few times, purposely, and 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 not purposely. Um, and I've also charged the mound more than once, uh, back in seventh grade. But anyway, neither here nor there. That had nothing to do with Matt Hardy and Ruby Hardy expecting their fourth child. But uh, like I said, man, sometimes that girl is like, "All right, we can stop now, right?" Sometimes you're trying for one. And like I said, my wife wanted a girl more than anything. And, dude, when we found out, when we were going to find out, I literally, I'm not a religious man, but <laughs> God, was I praying. <laughs> I was praying, praying. Please be a girl. Please be a girl. Because I was waiting I to hear I was waiting to hear those words. You know, one more might be a, oh, no. <laughs> Look, we can do one more, but we got to sell one of the ones we already have. Right? Your <laughs> well, choice. Or everything else we own and move. Um, but yeah, luckily we, uh, we've we got her and she's uh, she is she's one of the happiest babies I've ever seen, which is great. She just smiles all day. And uh, trust me, sometimes you need that when you come home, um, especially right now. Especially right now. You need smiling children when you come home, um, especially since my 12 year old <laughs> is not smiling much anymore. <laughs> I made an enemy at Firehouse the other day. Firehouse yeah, subs. And it was a, it was this little yeah Firehouse subs. It's pretty good. I recommend it if you haven't been there. But uh, I went in and there was this little girl, like this little baby girl, like and she was just staring at me because I was coming back from the drink machine. And I saw her and I saw that she was like locked into me, so I just gave her a little wave. I was like, hey, how you doing? She fucking shot heat at me. Just kept mean mugging me, and I was like, "All right, okay, I don't know what I did to you, but I was like, that baby sucks." Or her parents have taught her that anyone waving at you is a pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> that could happen. You never. I mean, know. I do have a beard, so I don't blame them. Mm, yeah, I mean, me, me and my dad went to uh, lunch today. We went to a place called uh, Babes. Here, it's a chicken place. Literally, you get chicken, or they have some sort of uh, pot roast. That's it. Yes. And it's one of those places where you order what kind of chicken you want and then they bring you sides. You get nice. green beans, you get corn, and their corn is so good because it's one can of regular corn, one can of creamed corn. Ah, it's so good. You get green beans, you get corn, you get mashed potatoes, they bring you biscuits, they bring you salad, and they keep bringing the sides. It's a mm-hmm. great place. Babe's Chicken. There's Two around me. I've been to both. But we sit down, and there were these two little, I mean little girls, like year and a half year olds, and they just wouldn't stop staring at me. 
And the ladies kept going, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Kids know kid, kids know when someone's going to be a nice. And they just kept staring at me. And like literally they, they had to turn their chairs around. And then they were st- still staring at me. But <laughs> kids know good people usually. But when they're older, they're taught not to like good people. Mm-hmm. It's much different. Hey, that's true. Hey, they say kids can see ghosts too, so. yeah. because their brainwaves are not cluttered by bullshit. Basically, um, anyway, speaking of bullshit, Marty Scroll has parted ways with the Ring of Honor. Um, yes, not surprising since in February they did turn eighteen. <laughs> <Da-da-bum-bum. laughs> <Da-da-bum-bum. laughs> I could have had it loaded up, but I didn't. Um, I know it was a stupid joke, but um, they have part of the ways. Listen, there's been a lot. This this whole speaking out movement was a good thing, and I'm glad it. I'm 100 glad it happened. A lot of people got outed. Some people got outed and shouldn't have that were made up. But the ones that were outed and should have been outed, I'm very happy they did. He's one of them. Now, his. What should I say? Defense here is that when the girl was underage in the United States, it was in the UK and she was legal in the UK. Is that his his defense, right? Uh, That is a good question. I am not entirely sure. I don't remember because I'll be entirely honest. It was just a barrage. There were so many fucking people. I I had a hard time keeping track of who did what and said what and why. All right. I, I think I'm pretty sure that was his excuse. Um, I'm which, looking it up right now, so we'll we'll get there. All right, which really, that's not an excuse. I don't care. It's just, it's still creepy when you're in your 20s. That's, I mean, what, you don't even have anything in common with a 16-year-old unless you're on your phone. But they have parted ways with him. I'm sure this is in lieu of a lot of things that have come out. And I guess he even took a picture over New Year's with a bunch of people, and that didn't go over well either. So, a lot of shit going down with Marty Scroll. Uh, I see WWE interested in him. I don't know how that's going to go. Hmm. So, I'll, I'll hit this, I guess. This is, I found it on Cage Side Seats. This was his second statement. Uh, 2015, after a wrestling event in UK, I had a brief consensual sexual encounter with a woman at the moment at a bar. In those circumstances, I had no cause to question her age. I don't say any of this lightly or seek absolution for my ignorance, although I did not become aware of her age until after the encounter. The reality of the age disparity is not lost on me. I understand that although our encounter was technically legal in the UK, you should have stopped after just saying I didn't know. Technically legal in the UK, my lack of good judgment that evening had disappointed many fans. Uh, so yeah, there's it's a whole another long thing, but yeah, you're you're right is the point. He did say that he was like, well, in the UK it's legal. It's like no, it would have been one thing to be like, look, I was at a bar. I thought everyone there was of legal age. I was unaware that she was not. I am sorry. Like, it's not that fucking hard, man. Dude, this is every episode of Law & Order SVU. I was drunk. She told me she was 18. Oh, we were in a bar. She had to be of age. Yeah, I don't buy none of it. 
I will say, I knew when I was in high school, I knew of a girl who had a fake ID that went to like actual places that served alcohol and the nightclubs and shit like that. And she was talking about how she almost had an encounter with one of the players of the Tennessee Titans. I will not say in case he has lawyers. Good idea. Good idea. But uh, (laughs) but like, if something would have happened, and according to her, nothing did happen. But if something were to happen, he would have been under the impression that she was of legal age because everyone there had to bend twenty one. So it wouldn't have been his fault at all. But then something would have came out. He would have been the one that had to eat shit for that. Yeah, I mean, look, when I was twenty one, I did meet a girl at a college party. I figured she was in college. Uh, She was seventeen. But I was 21. That's four years difference. That's not the worst thing in the world. And literally eight days later, she turned 18. So wasn't the worst thing. Um, I did end up dating her for actually two years. Hmm. After that. After that. So pretty good. Fun time. Good girl. Well, I won't. <laughs> I won't say her name. Well, there you go. There so you there's go. that. But I mean, it, it. I know shit like this does happen, but it's, again, 21, 17, all right, I fucked up, but it's a four-year difference. I don't know how old he was at that time. I don't know how old. I guess she was 16 at the time. But, oh, well, it was legal in the UK. All right, whatever. It's still creepy. I am... I'm still going to say that. But, um, all right, Smart, you sent over another article real quick, and then we'll get to the last two that I want to talk about. Um, on the uh, Brit Breaker Thunder Rosa match, you got that pulled up? I haven't pulled up. I do, yes. This week's Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer, reported that the Brit Breaker versus Thunder Rosa match was pulled from night two of AEW's New Year's Smash edition of Dynamite. The reason is that Rosa came into contact with somebody, or someone, rather, positive with COVID-19, so AEW took precautionary measures, the match will still happen at some point. That is also why the NWA women's title match between Serena Deeb and Tay Conte was announced Wednesday on Dynamite Edition, and the debut of Britt Baker's Waiting Room interview segment with Cody Rhodes was also announced because of that reason, I'm guessing. All right. Are are you tapping something? No, my dog was itching. That was okay. Okay, dog itching on the floor. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. So, anyways, what they were saying there is that the uh, that's why they announced the Tay Conte, Serena Deeb, NWA women's title match, mm-hmm. in addition to the dynamite debut of Britt Baker's waiting room interview segment with Cody Rhodes. Uh, uh, night two was taped on Thursday at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. And they give you the full card, which we've already kind of talked about. Uh, did we go through those on Wednesday? I can hit them. I can hit them right now. Uh, Full card for Wednesday. As of now, TNT champion Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. Pac versus Eddie Kingston. The Elite in action against TBA. I'm not familiar with them. (laughs) NWA women's champion Serena D versus Tay Conte. Dr. Britt Baker's waiting room with Cody Rhodes. Chuck Taylor versus Miro, where if Taylor loses, he becomes Miro's young boy until beach break when Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford get married. Jurassic Express versus FTR. Inner Circle will reveal their New Year's resolutions. All right. Hell of a show. And then you get Inner Circle. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens there. But uh, 
There we go. Nice. Very nice. And you know what? I I I I gotta say good on AEW for taking precautions. They're probably gonna have her go ahead and quarantine for two weeks just to make sure everything's cool. I can't fault him. I can't fault him for that. No, me neither. I mean, you, you gotta be safe. Yeah, right now, yeah. And to be honest, a lot of optics on both companies and doing something like this looks good for this company. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I believe they also, like, before, even before that, they nixed the, uh, not nixed, but postponed one of Moxley's title defenses yeah. for the same reason. Yep. Yep, so, they I did. Mean, there's consistency throughout the board. It's not how important you are to the card or the company that they care about being consistent and being safe. Can't again, man. You can't fucking blame them. Not one goddamn bit. So we will, uh, we will definitely see that match at one point, but not next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So here we go. Looks like, and this is according to Fightful Select, which I believe is the. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Antox was saying there's something else interesting. Smart that Don Callis. Said Kenny Omega was teaming with the World Tag Champions on Wednesday. Never said who. Huh. Interesting. Uh, very interesting. Hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, again, according to Fightful Select, WWE is having uh, not the easiest time maintaining superstars. It looks like several WWE stars are recently kind of shying away. At their contracts, uh, WWE talents have rejected disappointing contract offers that were essentially viewed as lowball deals. Uh, Fightful is saying there were several WWE stars from all three brands that turned down new contract offers last year that were said to be disappointing in comparison to previous offers. Some wrestlers are waiting until the pandemic ends before uh, committing to new deals. I'm not sure that this is a lie. That definitely wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either that right now during this pandemic, I could see WWE trying to take advantage of being like, look, you know, it's not going to be easy to find somewhere to go. Let's offer him 80,000 compared to his 200,000 from last year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, plus with everything that's been going on with like the way that they've been treating certain people, I wouldn't. I you know. I wouldn't blame anybody for having apprehension. No, I wouldn't either. And I'm sure some of this might have to do with the whole third party thing, right? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I would. I would assume. Again, we're just assuming here that it might. That might have something to do with it. But man, I gotta tell you, if WWE starts losing some of their talent. One, I don't know where they would go. But two, if they just left the company and decided to do the social media, which some of these guys are doing very well on social media, if they have some sort of name, guys and girls both, Paige is doing very well, Mm -hmm. then they've got another avenue, but that's not going to look good on WWE if people start leaving the company for that reason. And you will, if people do start leaving for reasons of, you know, the third party thing, I guarantee they're going to, they're going to change their fucking mind. Sure. 
And you're like, yeah, even if like right now there's no place that is available to you at the moment, if you know some, if you have enough money saved that you're willing to just kind of be like, you know what, I'll, I'll wait and see if something opens up. I'm good. Like, right. you know, I, like you said, it, it's going to change the way that they, eventually I feel like if enough people, like you were saying, it's gonna eventually going to change the way that they start looking at these things and treating these things, ideally right. at least. Yeah, it definitely will. It, de- it definitely will. But I don't know. And I'm sure some people are just, again, I'm sure that's part of it, but I'm sure a lot of it has to do with just lowballing deals. <clears throat> because right now, where are they going to go? Right. AEW isn't guaranteeing anyone any jobs right now from what I've heard. So you can leave, but right now you've got AEW running. You've got Impact running. And a lot of these indie shows just are not doing anything right now. and They, they can't. Well, what's also kind of interesting is I don't nobody's really kind of been made aware of what exactly the procedure is that's going on. But like with they're still planning on running the Olympics in Japan. So they're starting to, and I think they even kind of briefly touched on this during the like Wrestle Kingdom commentary, they're starting to like really cut down access into Japan because they want everybody to be safe and quarantined and healthy and whatnot come Olympics time. So it's going to be a lot harder. At least that's what the expectation is for people to come in and come out of Japan. So like that, you know, New Japan for some people who it may have otherwise been a viable option might not be on the table anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's there's that too. I mean, there's so many variables in this that I don't know, man. I just say if they're going to be, you know, if literally if you're going to start losing talent, though, there's just nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go right now. So definitely lowballing deals is something I could see them doing. That's a uh, that's that's 100 percent a lawyer thing. I mean, you know. unfortunately, it's kind of been this way for, what, the last 20 years now? Yeah. I mean, how many, we've heard this from a lot of people that they lowballed them. They didn't take this deal. They didn't take that deal. They lowballed them. So, yeah, they, they've done this before. But, you know, they they can't do the, uh, for lack of a better term, stockpiling of talent they used to do right now. They're not doing house shows. There's a, you know, that their merch sales are still doing well, but just not doing the house shows is going to kill them. There's no reason to have all these people on staff if you're, if you're, you know, not doing this and that. There's no reason to have all these people wrestling if you've only got enough time now to do, you know, so many storylines because you really only do. Right. I mean, you have seven hours. Technically, with all three shows that they have, without mentioning main event, that's that that seven hours of TV to, and how many people do you think they probably have on that between all three rosters? I, was, I see, and I don't even think it's a matter of they can't afford to do it. It's more of a matter of like, right now they're in a position of power. Of like, yeah, we swooped in and signed you so that other people can't have you, but now things are tighter for them than it was before. It's tighter for everybody, but we're still making good profit, and if you go somewhere else, they might not have the budget to sign you. Yeah, and you know, I'm looking at, you know, it doesn't say who some of these people were. Obviously, they're not going to throw names out there that were turning down these offers, but let's face it, if it's someone that's not being used on television, are you going to pay a guy right now to sit in fucking catering? 
when you're not doing house shows, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Well, I mean, really, you're just showing up to sit and catering. No, that that's kind of the fucked up thing, too, is like you decide not to use this person and then you decide not to pay them as much because we're not using you. It's like, well, fuck, what can I do about that? Again, that's just them being in a position of power. You're right. It is. And like I said, that's this is definitely something a lawyer would do. Hey, there's, there's really no one nowhere for him to go. So let's lowball everybody and see what happens. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they lose anybody. A lot of these articles come out every now and then. And then next thing you know, they all resign anyway. So we'll find right. out what happens. But last thing I want to get into right here is Sports Illustrated. Name their top 10 wrestlers of 2020, Smart. Yes, I've seen this. I've got it right here. I'm going to go ahead and go from the bottom up. Number 10, we start with Eddie Kingston, obviously AEW wrestler. Number 9 is Roman Reigns. Number 8 is Kota Ibushi. Number 7 is Io Shirai. Number 6 is Bailey. 5 is Kenny Omega. Four is uh, Nato, Naito, 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 yeah. right? Naito. Okay. I'm not going to try for that first name. You can go fight yourself. Tetsuya Naito. Thank you, sir. Number yes. three is Drew McIntyre. Number two is John Moxley. Number one is Sasha Banks. <laughs> A little anticlimactic, but yeah. I, I mean, it is what she, she had some really good matches this year. I, okay. I wouldn't think okay. when, too much away from okay. her, but. Okay. The thing is, is that, oh, well, well, let me explain. No, I'm not when to... your voice goes up two octaves, you're lying. Well, well no, y- yes and no. Okay. <laughs> what I was going to say, that is true. That, that It's me trying to pull logic out of what I don't believe logic exists. That's fair. But the point I was going to make, which is already invalid, is that she had some good matches here, but it's a loop. Because she had good matches with Asuka. She had good matches with Bailey. Bailey had good matches with Asuka. Bailey had good matches with Sasha. So, like, who's doing what here? Who's, like, is it it's a chicken or egg situation? Okay. Of, like, okay, all three of these people had good matches, but all three of these matches, people had good matches because all three of those people are good workers. So it's not like one person is going out of their way to carry somebody who isn't good to a good match. Yeah, but there's certain people that we've talked about all year. Where's where's Chompa on this list, bro? True. Where's I mean, Chompa? personally, if it was me, I would go Moxley, but that's just me. Exactly. I would go Moxley, too. You know what? And as far as I'm concerned, Eddie Kingston should be higher. Roman Reigns should be number one or number two. I, I, I got to tell you. I would put Roman Reigns and John Moxley up there at one and two, and I would be like, we can't decide. Because they've both had an incredible year. Roman Reigns finally did the heel turn we've all been waiting for. John Moxley came back, you know, and had a great fucking year this year. But and and Kenny Omega, I'm not gonna lie. Guy had a good fucking year this year. Eddie Kingston came in a little late. I'm actually okay where Eddie Kingston is at. To see him on this list is actually incredible in my opinion. Well, so. yeah, I actually had saw um, he posted onto his Facebook page that basically the goal is like, this is great, but the goal is that he's not going to stop until he becomes AEW champion. And then after that, he goes, not going to lie, though. I sent this to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that, that's good. 
<laughs> I, I felt good for him about that. Yeah, and but, but yeah, where's Orton? <laughs> Seriously, where's Orton? Where's where? Where's the fiend? I mean, I don't know. Like top ten though, top ten. Because like I haven't watched I, I haven't watched the soup. Because I mean, you're going with a whole bunch of companies here. You're going with WWE. You're going with the you know NXT two presumably, AEW, New Japan. Presumably, that's where the list ends. I don't think these people are actually watching GCW or Ring of Honor or anything like that. But right. it's tough. I mean, that that's a lot. It's a lot of talent to pick from. Yeah, and, and like Antox is saying, well, mm-hmm. you're just about to touch on that, so I'll let you go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, please. Well, like Antox is saying, Roman was was out for five months. That that would be the thing that would edge him out, like put Moxley ahead of him for me. Because I think he's doing great heel work, but just Moxley was there the entire year. Sans that little, you know, brief quarantine. Wasn't Sasha out for part of the year, too? She left for a while for The Mandalorian. I don't know if she was out before that. I think she was out with an injury before that, and then went out for... I think... But, yeah, okay, Roman was out for five months. But I gotta tell you something. The last fucking eleven, ten, nine, seven months of Roman Reigns has been goddamn amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had to count that on my fingers. I've had, I've, I'm, I'm on my fifth beer. Leave me alone. <laughs> and they're and, and they're sixteen ounce. Uh, so yeah, I, the last seven months of Roman has been really fucking good. I I don't see, I mean I don't see I, I just don't see why he's this low on that list. Bailey being number six, I mean, a good year, but can you name any amazing Bailey matches from this year? That's what I'm saying. It's the revolving loop. She yeah. had good matches with Asuka. She had good matches with Sasha. So why isn't Asuka on this list? Or what puts Sasha ahead of Bailey? Like, that's the thing is I'm not saying that, you know, they're all three of them are talented, but how do you decide which one is more talented? I don't know. I mean, Gargano sure could even be on this fucking list but no I mean listen it's listen it's sports illustrated it's what they do they don't really cover wrestling you know very much so I guess for them to put this out is probably for exactly why why they put it out what we're doing we're talking about it um, I'll put it out there I, I mean, there might be a little bit of some clout chasing involved in that decision I know you, I don't know, I, actually I won't speak for you, but I mean, it's kind of an elephant in the room that it, it does look more progressive and it does look like a bigger accomplishment if at, after everywhere that, you know, women's wrestling has been, especially with WWE, how it's been undervalued to see somebody that is female achieve that accolade, even if it is sort of just a minor accolade, it's still, you know, something to be talked about. I'm glad you said it because I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. Sure. Um, I wasn't going to put words in your mouth, but I mean, I think, it, you know, I think anybody that's at least a little bit cynical would kind of look at it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm not upset. I'm not offended about Sasha Banks being on there. That, that, and I'm listen, she definitely should be on this list somewhere in top 10. She did have a really fucking good year, but Moxley <laughs> and like I said, man, Champa. Ciampa's come out there and knocked it out of the fucking park every fucking match. Gargano's been there all year and knocked it out of the fucking park all year, too. There's certain guys that I think really deserve to be on this fucking list that just 
aren't. Sure. I mean, and certain and a couple people that I think should be higher. Like I said, I think Eddie Kingston should be higher, but I know he came into AEW later in the year. So, like I said, seeing Eddie Kingston on this list is very, very nice to see at all. And what, yeah, I think if you could take it to any positives away from it, it is that, and it is also the positive that you know somewhere out there, probably somewhere in Jacksonville. Fuck, there is one person that is just absolutely fuming that they were not on this list, and you know that person is Cody Rhodes. Mm, yeah, I'm sure he. And you know what? I, I could see, I could see that because you know what? He has had a good year. I mean, just mm-hmm. just with AEW getting rolling, I could see that. But I think that's also a reason they wouldn't have him on here because Cody is seen more as kind of a a wrestler, but also a a figurehead in AEW. So I guess they didn't really want. Well, you know what? Kenny Omega is too. So you know what? I just literally made my argument null and void. I mean, I'm not even trying to advocate for him being on the list. I just think it, the idea of him just being super upset that he isn't makes mm. me laugh. And I feel like that's probably the case. Yeah, he probably feels like Trump getting kicked off Twitter right now. Um, and like you know, like SBC said, Chris Jericho, that, that, that's an option too. I mean, he was very entertaining throughout the year. I mean, maybe not a great match. I think maybe the Orange Cassidy match was really good, but I I could even I mean top ten Cassidy could be even up there too. Or I don't yeah, know. you know what? There's cases that could be made for a lot of people. Well, you know what? I I, I do have. Um, we are going to do, once again, we are going to do end of year. We'll do it the next week or the week after. We'll do it our end of year. Um, I'll pop it up on uh, Dirt Cheat Dude's page, and I'll pop it up on Wrestling uh, Wrestling Umbrella, uh, that group right there. If you haven't joined, go ahead and do it. And uh, we'll see if you guys want to join in. We'll kind of throw yours into ours. But um, we will do that. We will get into that. I've got everything right here, actually. And... Um, We'll knock that out this year. Honestly, I promise we will. I'm going to trim this list down just a little bit, and we'll go from there. And, um, But yeah, like I said, these lists are always put out for a little controversy. WWE puts them out for controversy. Every place that puts these out do the same thing. And it's always to just be a little controversial. <laughs> and... To get people talking, and they always do. Sure, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, uh, yeah, you're right, it always does. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think the important thing to remember is it's all just preference anyway. This is being written by a person or being decided by a person or perhaps group of people, I'm not entirely sure, that everybody feels differently about, you know, different things, and everybody values different elements of the game, you know, be it wrestling ability, promo ability, general charisma, what have you, over, you know, certain other components. I care a little bit more about promos than I do about just pure in-ring ability. Some people feel opposite. I happen to care about both. Yeah, well, I mean, as do I. But, you know, everybody values different shit and everybody appreciates, you know, certain people over other people. Like, just pure preference, but I I prefer Bailey more than Sasha. I I can't give you a definitive reason as to why. It's just that's how it is. Well, one fills out a pair of tight pants better than the other 
Um, Bingo. I mean, <laughs> probably right. That's probably not the best note to end on. Uh, <laughs> but fuck it, we're gonna do it. Not like like you said before, Smart. It ain't like none of us are running for office ever. Um, yeah, we're not getting sponsorship deals anytime soon. Nah, not looking for them either. But yeah, let's go ahead and um, I've got nothing else. You got anything else, man? No, I think that about covers it. I think so too. I'm looking around here. I don't see anything else that we can talk about or care to talk about. Probably is the best way to put that. So let me get take your drunken ass home. Going and pull up the motherfucking plugs. All right. Once again, hi, Marks. That's G's man. That's Mojo. That's G Wiz. And they are, I believe, still going to join us for the Royal Rumble live. So we will all be on here talking Royal Rumble. So look forward to that. Stay tuned for that. They are on Mixler.com slash Metal Mint Network, and there's two T's in Mint, and you can find them Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's Cheese Man, it's Mojo, it is G-Wiz. It is fun, and you want to check it out. And, of course, Bobby Anthony and Bobby Blades on the Inhuman Experience. Definitely subscribe to that. It is more than just the Inhuman Experience, which is why you want to subscribe. Always shows coming out. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. They can be found on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, they are live on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so just subscribe to them right there, and they'll let you know when they're live. And, of course, Stephen Milan for sharing the show. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D dot com slash Stephen Milan. Double those L's when you spell Milan. He's over there reviewing films. You definitely want to check him out and subscribe to him over there so you can catch all his new reviews. And, of course, you can get us on Spreaker, YouTube, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM, anywhere else. Let it rip, sir. Absolutely. Mondays at 8.30, as always and as ever, Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man or Cheeseman, as it is also fun to say, on the Metal Mitt Podcast Network right here on Mixler, as well as wherever you get your gosh darn podcast. But also be sure to check out our friends at Planet Raccoon Tour. That is the Planet Raccoon Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Yuck Nasty, and Papa Dave Sincere. All 16 episodes are available for your listening pleasure and pleasure you will have if you give them a try. I, for one, can verify this claim. But as always, like I said, all 16 episodes available wherever you get your gosh diddly darn podcast, man. Well, there you go, sir. All right. So there you go. We will be back Wednesday. Everyone, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, everyone that was in the chat room. Thank you, everyone who downloads this show. Once again, appreciate your support. Um, looking to maybe go towards the YouTube way sometime in the next month or two. I'm going to talk to Smart about it a little more. We've discussed it, and uh, we will uh, see. Chat room, let, let us know what you think about that. Listeners, let us know what you think about that. And uh, on that note, you know how it is. See ya! Adios. Put yourself Take your drop of the hands on. Party's over. Bad last song. Can't stay here. You got to go.